everybody, I'm AJ Cueve. Welcome to another episode of AJ Rants About. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the movie The Perfection, which came out in 2019. So, the reason I even heard of this movie, uh, first off, it's a Netflix exclusive. So, that's uh, if you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. So, this was before Netflix allowed you to turn off that really garbage auto-preview thing so like if you scroll over a movie just plays a clip in the movie and might spoil something so i hope you don't you're not watching new girl uh so i'm scrolling through the recently added this is back like in 2019 and the perfection shows up and i recognize the actress it's uh allison williams who i recognize from get out and it plays a clip of her in this girl like walking in this i don't know like I know now it's like the mountains, but in this one girl who I don't, I didn't recognize is just screaming and she's claiming that there's like something under her skin and, and, and it's really unsettling. And so Allison Williams goes like, you know what you got to do? And she like pulls a butcher knife out of her like pocket. Intriguing. <laughs> it does. It's just like a weird tone and it's really unclear what, the movie's going to be about and I was under the impression that it was going to be like a uh, like a contagion type movie like a disease movie uh I, I just I, I didn't know what to really think of the movie so I put it aside I'm like oh maybe one day so I was scrolling through again tonight and I saw it and I'm like you know what I'm just going to go ahead and watch it so what I mentioned in a previous episode I don't like to look too deep into movies before I see them. All I really need is the initial pitch or hook, whatever the, the the marketing thing is to get me interested in seeing the movie. And once I make that conscious decision, then I just see the movie. So I saw the movie was an hour and a half. I'm like, okay, not too long. And so I gave it a shot. And I was pleasantly surprised first and foremost. I would say the movie's good right off the bat. And this is going to be a very spoilery episode, so if you don't want to know anything about this movie, understand that it has my seal of approval, so check it out. It's on Netflix, hour and a half, rated R, you know, if, go ahead and check it out. So if you're still here, then that means that you either want me to spoil the movie for you or you want to know if our opinions are the same. Uh, I enjoyed the movie a lot, and the movie did something that... I haven't gotten to experience a ton of, which is it, it introduces kind of like a fake plot initially. So the movie starts with uh, an introduction to our main character, or so we think Charlotte played by Alison Williams. And she's like a cellist and it keeps flash. I mean, the first off this movie has one of the most startling opening scenes where it's just blank, or a black screen and horrifying old woman's face. So yay, they're great way to make me almost crap my pants right off the bat. So uh, a bunch of like weird imagery of this like old lady and Allison Williams sitting in a chair and is flashing to her as a kid and then uh, current, a lot of stuff going on. And basically I'm going to speed through the plot here. She goes to China for this like cello organization thing basically these children are auditioning to go to this really really prestigious cello academy where our main character attended and this other character 
also attended. Uh, her name's Logan Browning, the character of Lizzie. So we don't know much beyond that. And so you uh, the relationship kind of builds between uh, Charlotte and Lizzie. Uh, you realize, oh, they're gay. They love, uh, they're really into each other. They have so much in common. And so uh, Lizzie, who's like the super all-star cellist right now, she offers Charlotte the chance of, hey, do you want to basically tour with me? Uh, I'm going to do a really kind of like rough, like I'm just going to ride buses and stuff. Like I don't, I don't get that. But she's like, I'm going to go rough it basically. Do you want to come with me? And Charlotte's like, yes, let's go do this. And so you get the idea that Charlotte uh, was this really prestigious cellist player and then had to stop because her mom got really sick. Apparently that's what we're told at least. And so they, uh, you know, they get together, they hop on a, well, <laughs> that morning, uh, Lizzie's character is like, I feel really sick. And Charlotte's like, you want some like ibuprofen? She's like, yeah. So she takes a couple. And as the day progresses, she's just like, man, I'm not getting better. And Charlotte's like, are you sure you want to do this? Let's just call it. Let's just go. She's like, no, no, I'll feel better in a minute. Let's just, let's just get on the bus. So she gets on the bus and you get the feeling, at least me. So this is, I am always trying to like jump ahead of the plot and uh, I got the tone of Charlotte is clearly the one responsible for this. I think the movie does, at, at, before hindsight, I felt like the movie was not doing a subtle enough job of disguising Charlotte, or at least her intentions. So she's trying to be helpful, and Lizzie gets sick, and this movie goes there. And I have to give the actress Logan Browning credit. She crushed it and it's typically the part of the movie where I would have been just infuriated because she's basically just screaming and moaning and like throwing up literally crapping herself like just disgusting but like she's just whining the whole time but I didn't get sick of it which is rare that's one of the reasons I hated uh the for sure the last bit of the tech the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's just girls screaming and I was genuinely getting a headache I didn't get bothered too much by this. Uh, I mean, physically, it was gross and like emotionally and like a uh, uh, mentally gross. But like, I wasn't getting like, okay, I, I can't watch this movie anymore. This is starting to really start and like give me a headache. Uh, so Logan Browning did a great job of just you really feel bad and this you get the feeling like this poor girl is like dying, and so that you think this is where the movie is gonna go, but it's not, it happens so quickly. You're like, what is this, the rest of this movie going to be? Cause it's an hour and a half. So, uh, she starts throwing up, uh, Lizzie's character starts throwing up like bugs and they hop off the bus and like bugs are crawling out of her skin. And it's, I, ha I have that, whatever that thing is where like little things like holes and like little bugs make, I just got chills right now and goosebumps. Yeah. I hate it. And so it was revolting to me seeing bugs come out of her skin. Granted, it was CG, so softly gross, but still pretty darn revolting. And so uh, Allison Williams' character is like, well, you know what you got to do? This, the bit that we've seen from the, from the little teaser, she's like, you know what you got to do? And she pulls out a butcher knife out of nowhere. And then the movie does this thing where it 
like rewinds what we've seen so far and then gives us a little bit of extra context of what happened. When Allison gave her the ibuprofen, it was actually this medicine that makes you hallucinate. You have itchy skin, diarrhea, vomit, all that stuff. And so she drugged her. And that's why uh, Logan Browning's character was freaking out so much. So that happens. And then I'm like, okay, what now? And so the next thing we're introduced to is the, uh, the Academy that we've seen mentioned earlier. And so this is where then the remainder of the movie ends up taking place, this Academy. And so you see like one of the girls from the earlier scene who was auditioning made it. She's a young little, you know, I don't know, eight, nine year old girl. I'm really bad with ages with them. Young girl. She made it. And so she's kind of getting a tour and the, uh, the, I don't know what to call it. Head honcho guy, uh, Anton, uh, played by Steven Weber is, like he's like the head honcho dude and he's like this is the chapel and one day you'll play here and it's like this like kind of it is a beautiful looking like little small little theater room where you assume people will play so you you get that introduction and then all of a sudden Logan Browning's character shows up with her hand missing and you're like oh my god and he they're like what happened and so she freaks out they basically kick her out of the house. They're like, you're really no use to us now. If you have no hand, you can't play. And I mean, up to this point, we've learned that she's a world-class cello player. So she's kicked out of the house and she goes and hunts down Allison Williams. Cause th- there was conversation earlier in the movie about her hometown or the, at least the state and like hometown and stuff where she grew up. She goes there, tasers her, knocks her out and then brings her back to the Academy and which is in Boston. And, you see like they uh like all the staff of the academy are in on this thing where basically it's revealed that the Steven Weber's character Anton is first off a pervert and he and the other people in the in the house in the academy like brutally rape the young girls there it's really awful the scene is so nauseating and i say a good way, which is not the proper way. Else, I, I want to say, I guess, effective way of doing it because you really get this gross feeling as it's happening. Because then you literally see it out of focus Anton naked, and you you learn that's how they're getting these quote master class students is because if you mess up, they straight up brutalize you. So it's really really awful. And then so the movie does this cool thing where all of a sudden. Allison Williams character is now the good guy it, despite all evidence showing that she's awful because she made this poor girl chop her own hand off after drugging her. So it does a cool thing of flipping it. And all of a sudden she's the, the, the hero unquote, the good guy. So like her idea was she was trying to get uh, Logan Browning's character out of the Academy because if she has no hand, then she, she's no, of no use to them. And because it's kind of like, like a church, like brainwash thing where like talking to her would have done nothing. She had to go that far in order for her to snap out of it. Uh, didn't work. She's like, no, I choose the Academy and, uh, I won't go into the details of the scene because it's pretty awful, but basically they're like, all right, well now we're going to rape you again. She's like, God, no, serious. No. And as they're about to do it, Logan Browning's character, like drugs, she kills uh, the people who are about to take advantage of Alison Williams character. And then once again, 
we get a flashback rewind and it turns out it was part of their plan to get her there uh get Allison Williams character then there to get revenge because it chopping off her own hand was effective and she understands that it, the academy is horrible and wrong and needs to go down so Allison Williams and Logan Browning's characters band together destroy Steven Weber uh his uh, character his character Anton and it uh, during the fight where they're killing him Allison Williams gets her arm horribly my that was one of the moments where I'm like yeah uh cut off basically and so they Allison Williams character Charlotte and Logan Browning's character Lizzie have match I say matching like they complete each other now because they both have the other person's missing arm basically so they could both play the cello by using their only their available hands and Steven Weber is like dismembered and blinded and just really not in a good good not in a good place and that's kind of his come up and so that's the plot of the movie and so I'm going to start diving into my like technical thoughts of the movie it was very artistically directed and it does a uh this and I want to know who the cinematographer is but there's the shooting technique that is effective. I'm not going to say I don't like, but it does this thing where they focus on two different points in a, in a scene. So the way I, um, I'm going to try to explain this is, uh, think of like a really high quality photograph where there's something in focus and there's a lot of blur behind it. Also known as bokeh. Uh, imagine something really close in focus. There's a lot of blur in the background, but then all of a sudden there's something just as sharp in focus further behind it. It's really unsettling and it makes me uncomfortable, but it's a good way of like showing two points of focus uh, away from each other. It it can be used to convey a lot of stuff. Quentin Tarantino did that. uh, He does it a few times, but he definitely did it in Reservoir Dogs uh, quite effectively. This movie, The Perfection, uses it uh, quite a few times and I got to give it credit I disliked it initially the first, I think two or three times that it happened, but because he kept committing the director, uh, kept committing to that bit, it ended up growing on me. And so that I wasn't sure about that, but I initially, I didn't like it, but, uh, because he kept doing it, it became almost like a callback. So it worked. And especially the scenes that, uh, later are used for it. It was effective. So I'll give it credit there. Uh, the movie's also broken into, uh, I guess, chapters, where it's like part one, part two, part three, part four. Uh, that that was really neat because there was a, in the beginning of the movie, Allison Williams' character and Logan Browning's character do a duet together, and it's beautiful. And all of a sudden, their horribleness happens where, you know, she drugs her, makes her chop off her hand, and then later, Allison Williams' character is about to get, you know, just like brutalized. And so you, there's nothing but distance between the two. And then they do that reveal of they were actually working together. And then the next chapter is introduced as the duet. And that was actually a really cool moment where I'm like, oh, yeah, it, it was effective. It was great. All of a sudden, it's it's a callback to the whole mu- the theme of music and it's them working together. So I thought that was great. Uh, the acting was phenomenal. Everyone did an outstanding job Steven Weber was such a charismatic evil human uh I I absolutely adored his performance Allison Williams and Logan Browning are incredibly talented actresses 
Uh, the I mean, they're really the only main cast. There's a couple other people who don't have too many speaking lines. Everyone else did a great job. But like Allison Williams, Stephen Weber, and Logan Browning were outstanding. If anything, I say watch the movie just for their performances. They do a great job of like uh I get like with Allison Williams and Logan Browning switching the sympathy and so Allison Williams does a great job of like you slowly start to hate her because she's bad guy but then flip and now she good guy and you're like I really and then you just you see the emotion like just so much emotion in her face and her body when she is I don't know, like little things. Like it's you have to watch it to really get a hundred percent of what I'm what I'm trying to get at here. And so, the acting was phenomenal. I liked the the rewind bit they did twice uh, because, like I said initially, I thought the movie was gonna be basically a disease movie, which I think it actually does benefit from that kind of that misunderstood or the mis uh, misconstrued expectation. So having that, that rewind bit does a great job of like, I figure I thought I figured out the plot. I'm like, okay, clearly the twist is going to be Allison Williams is responsible for the, this poor girl's like demise, her horrible, horrible disease thing. Uh, but because like the rewind bit that happened once you're like, okay, sure. But then you know that there's so much movie left and then you start figuring out again. You're like, oh, okay, so uh, she's going to be captured and then it's going to be awful. And then, oh, she gets her comeuppance. Allison Williams' character Charlotte is going to get all of a sudden it's going to flip on her and now she's going to get punished. But when they do the rewind again, it's like every time you start figuring out or think you're figuring out the plot, the movie's like, but actually, and then it does do the thing where, so I don't like when movies spoon feed you, but I think this movie does a great job of, I don't know. I'm trying to find a lighter way of spoon feeding. Like it spoon feeds, but then has it just far away from your mouth where you have to lean in and finish it because it does walk you back and it's like, actually, the the ibuprofen was an ibuprofen. I mean, you just you need that information. And like it uses the the medium of a movie to show you what that is instead of yeah, that can't exist in a dialogue. Uh but then like no scenes, like the camera lingering on something for a second longer. Nothing from what I saw was on accident. So when the camera pans past the tattoo on a character's back. And you kind of think like, oh, okay, it's an old music note. Sure, she's a musician. Why wouldn't she? No, that's important later. Uh, this like there's a really cool uh, close up macro shot of her pouring the pills into her hand. That wasn't an accident either. Like at the and then like one of the big things I really liked was when uh when Logan Browning's character Lizzie finds Charlotte and is beating her up, and you know you're like, yay, she's gonna probably kill her because she had she this. Charlotte made Lizzie cut her own hand off. So Lizzie like beats her up, tases her and then puts her uh, like steps on like Charlotte's face and kind of like turns her face over to look at her in the eyes. And then it cuts to the next scene. It just looks like a moment you're like, yeah, you now you are the vulnerable one. And so 
it, it turns out that's the moment where she's like, I should kill you, but you were totally right. Like, it's this really cool moment where like the editing and like the way the camera holds on it for a second and then cuts out seems like it's trying to signify something, but it actually ends up signifying something else. So like from like a, a movie, like filmmaker standpoint, I just, I, I'm giddy over that kind of stuff where on second viewing, I can't imagine how much more stuff I'm going to pick up. So I, I'm not sure how the next time I'm going to see this movie because it was rough. This movie uh, is rated R for TVMA because it, it's on Netflix, but it's R for a reason. The uh, the language, the nudity, it, it, it gets pretty extreme, but I think it's organic to the story and frankly, like necessary as odd as that sounds. So I really enjoyed the perfection uh looking at other reviews i feel like the common problem people had with it was the mismarketing of the ad but there is no good way to advertise this movie without spoiling anything the only real way to enjoy this movie in my opinion is to go in blind or misled and you may not take to it and so that's the people giving it one stars five stars yada yada but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so the themes of the movie uh, about, you know, gr- uh, these poor, vulnerable women, children, girls, I should say, that's actually the more important about them being women, that they're, they're kids who are being raped by this, you know, unquote, prestigious establishment. I can see how some, I'll call them ignorant people, will feel like, oh, they're just capitalizing on a topic, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it happens. And there's no... I'm not going to fault them because it's topical. It's real. So, I I, I don't fault them at all. It it was eye-opening. It's... if I mean, obviously, if you're in this deep, then you're already in. But, like, uh, if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, then this movie's very much not for you. But as uncomfortable as I was during that, during that plot, it's kind of like necessary. You're supposed to feel uncomfortable. You're, this problem is being shoved in our faces because it's happening. And as much as we want to kind of ignore it and make, imagine that it can, is just going to go away and like, Oh, that happens to other people. This is a real problem that's occurring. And so this is a story that involves that. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, Genre-wise, I would definitely classify this as horror. Thriller, definitely, but definitely definitely horror. This is some awful stuff that happens in this movie. So, I enjoyed The Perfection. Out of 10, I've been thinking about this this whole time I've been talking. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a 7.5. I... From a technical standpoint, I really enjoyed a lot of the decisions the cinematographer and the director made. I'm going to look up at the cinematographers as I'm talking here. Uh, I enjoyed it. I felt like simple scenes were shot in cool ways. So they could have just, they could have done, you know, the easy way out, but instead they chose to uh, make it cool and, you know, change the focus and change the way the you know, a really pulled back shot, like a really wide shot instead of, you know, it's, there's so much that it could have been, uh, 
done simpler, but the, the cinematographer chose to do this in a cooler way. So I definitely appreciate that. I like the director's ta- uh, style, his taste in this movie, the way, I don't know, just like every little decision. So like the the way scenes are played out, the the order of the movie being played out is I thought was really, really great. So I enjoyed it. The actors and actresses nailed it. Uh, I'm looking up. So the, the vid- videographer is, I'm going to butcher this. I think he he's from Croatia, so I don't know how their letters go, but Vanja Kernjul. He's the cinematographer. He also was the cinematographer for uh, Crazy, Rich, Crazy Rich Asians, The Deuce, Marco Polo, big movies. So I am a fan of him, Vanja Kernjul. Uh, cinematography was great in this movie, so 7.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. So if there's anything that you want for me to talk about or you want us to discuss in the main cast send us an email at genregeekscast at gmail.com let us know by sending us an email hit us up on facebook what you want us to talk about and until next time bye